0: Hi, we're Chelsea and Michael,
1: and this is the Coffee with Creators podcast.
0: Think of it as hanging out with your buddies as we chat about content creation, social media,
1: and life in general as creatives.
0: So grab your favorite drink and welcome to our scrappy little podcast. Hello, everyone, and welcome to yet again another episode of Coffee with Creators. How are you, Michael?
1: I'm good, Chelsea. I'm sitting on the edge of my seat because of the times that we live in today. It's wild.
0: Yes, me too. Yeah. So
1: I'm. I'm trying not to think about all those stuff and just, you know, like I said earlier, if um whatever happens, life goes on. We'll live, you know, everyone should just live the best way that they can with Excellent. what they've got, you know, just make the best situation out of whatever situation we're in. For sure. And um you know, I don't know. I'm always been I've always been optimistic anyway, so I feel like things will look up.
0: Yeah, I agree. I agree. I just, I feel bad for all of the people that it affects more than, than it affects myself. Mm -hmm. And maybe that's just because I'm privileged and it just makes me sad. And I hope, I hope everyone is okay and everyone's being kind to everyone and doing their part. So we'll see.
1: What a doozy of an intro, huh?
0: I know. Sorry. (laughs) Kind of got sad. Well, it's a, you know, me.
1: (laughs) Michael, uh, Michael I, was, I just started to refer to myself, but <laughs> I mean, Chelsea <laughs> and I, Chelsea and I are trying to stay true and relevant. I mean, not relevant, but like, um, um, what's that, uh, current, A current, current with, yeah. with, with, the topics and the without situations. diving too deep into it. So obviously if something happens or something's going on, we don't want to mask it and pretend that everything's fine.
0: Absolutely. But
1: if you are listening to this and you are probably hoping that this can be an escape for you, then we shall provide that as well.
0: For sure. For sure. But we, we also want you guys to know that we stand with you and we're not pushing it down and we're not ignoring it. We are well aware of what is going on, but we like to keep this platform, um, for creators by creators because that's what we are we're not politicians so yeah (laughs) for sure
1: (laughs) so chelsea we have a very (laughs) special guest today we do yeah and um this special guest is very dear to my heart and i think um i would say that this is more uh a, a selfish invite for me no
0: yeah you're like michael on the episode where he hires his cousin? or his ne- No, it is his nephew. He <laughs> yeah. hires his nephew and then the nephew does a really bad job and he's like, I wanted to bring him to you, like him doing a good job. And then I could say it's in the jeans because we're family. <laughs> so that, That's you.
1: <laughs> so we're about to find out if it really is in the genes. I think Chelsea. it is. It probably okay, is. So, so my, our guest today is my nephew. Actually he is my nephew. His name is Daniel, Daniel John. We call him DJ and he is a photographer. So we're about to find out. DJ, welcome to the podcast.
2: Hello, guys. Thank you for having me. Hi.
0: Of course.
1: Yeah, it's great to have you here. Before I I start sharing embarrassing memories with the ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> can
0: you give I have us a, a few of my own,
1: too. Know, I know. I'm afraid that you might say something about me. So, <laughs> <laughs> Chelsea, spill, just,
0: spill all the beans about Michael, please. <laughs>
1: she's just going to sit back and enjoy the show. Um so yes. DJ, can you tell us a little bit of, about yourself and what you do? And I, you know, I just said that you were a photographer, but can you dive a little bit deeper into that?
2: Yeah, so um, I'm a fashion photographer here in Manila, the Philippines. Recently, actually, um, it's been a little bit on hold since of, because of COVID. But um, yeah, uh, fashion photography, I've been, I've been working as a fashion photographer probably maybe five years now. And it started out as a hobby. Um, when I was young, my dad really was just like having his midlife crisis and he bought a bunch of camera gear and whatnot. So we both just started learning. And then eventually his um, interest kind of um, dimmed down and mine just kept on growing. So in college, I was taking up political science. And then eventually I was just like, you know what, whatever, I'm going to do something for myself for a change. And I took up photography. So I've been doing that for a while now, but recently I took up a job in an advertising agency as a photographer. So that's also been a little different. Like it's a different um, pace. It's a different pace, but I've still been shooting fashion every now and then.
1: Oh, wow. That's I actually awesome. did not know that. Surprise. Was your dad who bought all the camera. Games. Yeah,
2: it was a D200 probably in 2012, 2011. He bought a Nikon D200. I had
1: that same camera. I remember that. That's oh, that's so, so funny.
0: funny. I love that. <laughs> I love hearing people's stories of how they kind of fall into photography and it's never usually what you think, you know, so it, it's a cute story.
1: Yeah. It's like, uh, cause a lot of people feel that you have to be so intentional with, I mean, I, a lot of things you have to be intentional, right? But yeah. sometimes photography just finds you and it's kind of cool, right? Yeah, so it is cool. Um, DJ, you said that you work for an ad- advertising agency, as a fashion photographer or just a general photographer?
2: More of a general photographer, but recently, actually, the first project I got was um, for a, a yogurt drink, and we got one of the, one of the major um, actors here in Manila to be the endorser. So that was good that my, my first shoot as an advertising photographer was still shooting a person. Like, it wasn't just shooting product, okay. it wasn't just shooting like um whatever else so it was it was a good it mm-hmm. was a good in between like bridging the gap between fashion and advertising because i was still posing someone i was still directing mm-hmm. but it wasn't like you know because to me shooting products is is really understated because for the life of me i really have a hard time shooting products like i can't tell a, a like maybe a piece of glass to say like turn this way turn turn your body clockwise or look <laughs> up you know what i mean like it's always you yeah, doing that's all the legwork so funny so, yeah, it was good. Isn't
1: that
0: interesting? I know. I love that because I am the worst at photographing people. Like when my family asked me, like, hey, can you do like family portraits? I'm like, Mm-mm, no, 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 no. <laughs> I'm really good at pho- uh, product photography, but I Because like, they don't complain. They don't complain. <laughs> and, and like if the photo doesn't look great, like I don't have to like turn it around and show them, you know?
1: That's true. Oh, my <laughs> God. You just, you just reminded me of so many – embarrassing stories Chelsea when I first started doing photography and people were like oh
0: you have a camera
1: can you take pictures of our engagement and stuff like that it's like the first few ones that I did that's so why funny. I refuse to take pictures of people to this day because I'm so awkward in front of them I'm like yeah me too. um <laughs> stand there and look happy yeah. okay. <laughs> I'm like, I'm that's all I way. can do I'm the so same way. I used to even take um screenshots or pictures from the internet. And I'll be like, do this. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> I'll just copy What this, the, this person is doing on the picture. Cause I am so terrible at it.
0: I'm guilty um, of that as well. <laughs>
1: right? <laughs> so I think fashion photography, definitely, aside from the actual technical aspects of, of, you know, the shoot itself, mm-hmm. I think a lot of it, a lot of the skill also, um, involves you being a good director. Mm-hmm. Right, DJ? Is that, is that fair to say? To
2: me, it's because um, I I know a lot of photographers who aren't as extroverted as I am. And I feel like I use that to my advantage, the way that I'm able to talk to people and just you know be comfortable around strangers. So I use that to my advantage. But I know a lot of fashion photographers who are really um, men of few words, to say the least. So it, it really is interesting of how, of how they can still... Um, convey the emotion that they want from their subject without saying too much because with me when I direct someone I'm more of like um, give me the emotion of what you feel like when you're doing this or when this happens to you or like um, imagine your laptop getting broken what's that emotion that you feel that that's how I that's how I bring everything out of, of my subjects but some people are just like chin down awesome. softer yeah. eyes you know it's, it's very some people are more like into the details of the emotion and to me it's more of the emotion itself that I want to bring out so it's really interesting that's
0: actually you need really to smart. be on a film set because that's how directors like film directors bring emotion out of the actors and it is called um oh my god it has a name and it just left me but that's incredible I love hearing that you're a photographer and you're doing that to bring real emotion out in people that's so cool
1: yeah I that's a really good that's a really good way. Yeah, it's, it is genius. So see, I guess I wasn't completely off. Yeah. I was able to look happy. <laughs> you no, you no, yeah. That's that's a really bad way of saying, you know, be happy or you know, think of your wedding day or something. But no, it's, it's just good, like yeah. look happy. DJ, um what what got you into fashion photography? Like how did you end up there? Did you seek, you know, seek it out or
2: Actually, it was story? more of um Getting into photography as a as a major in, in college, it was just me knowing that I wanted to shoot. I wasn't really it, it wasn't embedded in me that I wanted to shoot people or like that I wanted to shoot products or whatever or be a photojournalist or be an advertising photographer. It was just me being a photographer in general. And then when I got there, that's when my knowledge of the vast um, subsects of photography was really opened up, and I saw fashion. And to me. Um, I love fashion, I love style. I love how everybody has a different to me it's like a, it's like a fingerprint like somebody if somebody dresses the way they feel or the way they are, you can really know if this person is dressing as themselves or if they're trying to dress as someone else. So that was really one of the things that I really really loved about fashion photography was finding the right clothes, finding the right makeup, finding the right hair just to fit everything in one photo so so that that, that to me was really the what drew me into fashion photography. And then also like seeing, I was really fascinated with, with fashion ads, like um, Gucci ads, Dior ads, um, Saint Laurent ads. Those are really one of the, my benchmarks for what fashion photographs should look like.
1: Is there a difference with regular fashion photography and just like high fashion? Is there such a thing?
2: Well, there's a difference when it comes to um, catalog, like cataloging. Like let's say you're a brand and you want to catalog all the, all the clothes you have under your arsenal and also doing an editorial shoot. Um, for for a, a brand as well. So to me, um, the editorial side is where the excitement really is. It's really um, coming together as creatives, as artists. Like you talk to your makeup artist, you talk to your hairstylist, you talk to your stylist, and you really come together for one one goal and one one concept in mind. And yeah, just just pushing everybody's limits to make make the brand look good.
0: Yeah, that's super awesome. So I, you mentioned um, companies like Dior. Is it? Are is fashion photography really as glamorous as it looks and as it seems?
2: Well, at at the end of it, um, the photos really do, do look glamorous, and um, the process is also glamorous. You see, you see models come in. You see, you see these big names work with you and whatnot, but there's like, I guess with everything else, there's really a butt end to all things. Like there's, there's really like a, a hustle and um, you, you work with, cause since you work with a lot of people, you work with a lot of attitudes, you work with a lot of um, temperaments, you work with a lot of preferences. So that's where, that's where I think I'm okay with. Cause as I said earlier, I can really adapt to strangers. So if I feel like this person really is not going to budge when it comes to a, to a concept or whatnot, I try to look for a um, like a, a like middle ground for it so yeah I think to me when it comes to to photography in general it's really trying to handle everybody else that's involved because sometimes you go to a shoot and your model is just really really pissed or she's really really hungry or she hasn't had sleep because she was drunk the night before that really just changes the whole dynamic of everything right so yeah it's it's really keeping up a, a good front for everyone I feel like because as a photographer, I feel like you're the one who's supposed to dictate the mood of the shoot. Mm-hmm. So like if you see someone who is, um, you know, kind of like bringing someone um the whole shoot down, you kind of try to focus on that person and try to bring them up. So not everybody else is brought down by their energy.
1: Can I That's just say awesome. that the things <laughs> that he was describing um, illustrates like a, a, the, the good the good qualities of a leader? Absolutely. You know what I mean? So it's like. It's like if you want people to follow you, for example, like you said, you're the photographer and you want, obviously you're trying to control the outcome of that shoot. And you have a bunch of different people, a bunch of different temperaments, like you said, moods and, you know, all that stuff it's going to be hard to try to make everyone do the one thing that you all need to do. Right. It's like, who said that? I I think it was like a a speaker said that it's like herding cats. Have you tried herding cats? It's like impossible. It's like herding children too. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, exactly. But the way DJ, um, you know, described it, it seems like it's also a skill that you really have to develop, right? Like to, to be in tune with other people's feelings and how to, I don't want to say manipulate them, but coerce. Is that the right word? You know, or encourage them to, to do something? Like you set the pace, um, really. What, what, right, what's your success rate though? Like, is it is it usually pretty successful when, when you try to corral people into doing whatever it is? So here, let, me, like, let me
2: walk you through what I usually do when I enter um, a shoot. So usually I, uh, I get there and then every person who enters, I'm always just like, good morning, how are you? Good morning, how's your day? It's always like starting it off like really on a good note. And then one of my key tools in shoots is music. I can't shoot without music. So I usually, a, I usually have a setup playlist. I have a shoot playlist and I have a pack-up playlist. So if I see somebody, you know, getting pissed at something and whatnot, I go like, what's your favorite song? Or do you have a playlist that you want to play? So that way their mood changes completely because they're, you know, they're hearing things that are comfortable to them or hearing things that they want to hear. So that's that's one of the tools that I use to, you know, to change the the whole dynamic of the shoot.
1: That's so
0: cool. That's so cool. That's why I
1: can't I can't shoot people. I'd be like I'd be fighting with them too much.
0: (laughs) I know if they're stressed, I'm going to get stressed because I'm the person that feeds off other people's energy. So I'm just like, you're stressed. Now I'm stressed. I don't know why.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Um, What was the most interesting shoot or memorable one that that you could think of? Something that just like jumps out of memory.
2: So I did this one shoot. um, It was interesting because it was also not specifically a fashion shoot that I did. Um, I have a friend who's a recording artist and she shot her music video. And then she sent me a message saying, Deej, do you want to do my BTS? I was like, "Okay, um, what do you want to do? She was like, I want to do BTS, but I want you to shoot every outfit I use in the music video as an editorial. So every time um, she'd change an outfit, I'd look for a nice place or a nice spot in the set and then shoot her like I would uh, a normal fashion shoot. So all her BTS photos for that came out as like editorial photos. So that's really that was a really good um, experience for me because um, the approach was different because first of all, the the time was different because it wasn't my time that I was controlling. It was the time of the of the video crew. So every now and then I'd be like uh, I'd, I'd tell the director and in, in Manila we call them direct which is a, a shortcut for a director. So I'm like direct, I need two minutes of your time. So he'll shut the whole thing down and be like okay, and then I'll shoot I'll shoot the artist for like two minutes, then pop out again and they sh- they start shooting the video again. So it, w- it was good because um, I was on my toes the whole time, which is which is good because I didn't get bored. <laughs> but yeah.
1: yeah, I like that story. I wish I could say yeah oh yeah when I was shooting this piece of furniture lately. Right right. I was saying,
0: uh,
1: director, can I get two minutes? Real quick?
0: Our job sounds so boring compared it to does. his. He's working with real people. We just work with ourselves and then we're, each other on the computer.
1: Well, Chelsea, we're still pretending to be working, right? This I isn't know, the real true. job. I'm using air quotes here. That's true. It's not a real job. It's not true. really.
0: DJ, if you weren't in fashion photography, what would you be doing?
2: So in, in college, um, the, the curriculum for photography is you tackle, all the other um, subsects of photography. So you tackle fashion, you tackle advertising, you tackle product, you tackle photojournalism, and then you tackle um, what we call in classes visualization, which basically teach, teaches you how you look at a photo and how you have to have a photo in your head before you take it. So that way you're not shooting blind. But um, there was one time when the, the photojournalism department was like, we need... A couple of photographers to apply for this project. Um, the International Photography Awards um, had a tie-up, a collab with their school, so we um, they wanted to send some of the students to a um, indigenous tribe up in the mountains. So I applied as a fashion photographer. I applied, and for some reason they got me. So I was sent. I was one of the few people who were sent to the tribe to shoot photojournalism photos. So and I really enjoyed. It. I really had fun because that also. Um, entails con- conversing with people, conversing with the uh, tribe members, conversing with, with them regarding how, how they live, what they do. So it was really early mornings and really late nights of just us hanging out with these people that we really didn't know. And it was them um, uh, allowing us to be part of their daily life, allowing us to be part of their routine. And it was uh, our responsibility to kind of capture that and show it in a way that wasn't really... Because I hate it when when photojournalism... When photojournalistic journalistic photos um, kind of tug your heart in a way where there's pity. You know what I mean? Like, I want I want the, the photos yeah, yeah. to be more of informational or like, oh, I've never seen that before. As to this person looks like he's having a hard time. So, yeah. So, to answer your question, I'd, I'd probably be a, a photojournalistic person.
1: I picture That's- him... I picture him working for like National Ge- Geographic. Or I was
0: just about to say that. I see right? him as like a Nat Geo person. And that's so funny because I've always found an interest in photojournalism as well. But being a mother, it's just not something that would have ever worked for me right now. Um, but yeah, it's it's a very interesting job. Yeah,
2: coming back to that um, about National Geographic, I had a, I had a professor in, in college. He was a Nat Geo photographer. And it was so funny because he's like probably a, a six foot three person. He's German, but he grew up in Brazil and then he was part of the Royal Army in Britain. And then he became a National Geographic photographer, National Geography photographer. Yeah. So he was sent to Antarctica. Like he has a photos of like whales and whatnot. And he was telling us about how the suit he was wearing for that specific shot, if he wasn't wearing it, he would have died in the water in nine seconds.
1: Is, does his last name include the numbers 007? Because <laughs> yes. it sounds like it.
0: That's incredible. He has That's one so
2: photo fun. of the statue in Rio de Janeiro where the statue is peeking out of clouds. And I was like, sir, how did you take that photo? He was like, oh, I have an army friend and he owed me a favor. So I woke up and I was like, the clouds are nice today. Let me call him up. So within like two hours, he was in a helicopter above the clouds in Rio de Janeiro shooting, <laughs> shooting the statue. <laughs>
0: Is that the the Jesus statue, like yeah. the, the main one? Okay, yeah.
1: If I, if I were, uh, if, if that was me, I mean, just I would, I'll use this as an example, right? Oh, Michael, you need to take photos of this product. I don't want do, to do do it today. It's too hot in the office. <laughs> <laughs> I just have to walk in the office I'm and I'm not like,
0: super I comfy. can't
1: do that. Well, I'm thinking
2: <laughs> if you, what yeah. you would do is like if they say, Michael, you need a photo of the statue, but you need a, a top shot. you will be like, okay, let me get my drone. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, that's right. Exactly. Yeah. See, you try to practical. navigate your drone I, above I the, the clouds I,
1: there? I would be the worst James Bond. <laughs> <laughs> You'd be
2: the most techie James Bond, though.
1: <laughs> I would be a techie James Bond. You, uh, you don't know this, Chelsea, but DJ is actually very... Um, I think he has an, uh, a very artistic... He's artistic in nature. Mm-hmm. He, um, by, uh, it's like... A, correct me if I'm wrong, DJ, but you were also studying to be a chef.
2: Yeah, um, I, I, took, I took a summer course. It was, it was two months of, of me basically just wrecking havoc in the kitchen. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I know how that goes. <laughs>
2: so yeah, it was good though. It was, it was the first time I cut my, my finger with a knife. But it was also the first time I learned how to cook osabuco, how to bake bread, oh, how to make paya. Awesome. So it was, it, was, it was good.
1: He also plays the piano, Chelsea, like really well.
0: Awesome. Yeah. What do you play? It was like 11
2: years of, of classical training, and and then basically it was just me going to college. <laughs> so I found an excuse to, you know, yeah. buck out. <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs> Look at his background right now. I know. He has like lights and everything. And uh, you said it's around what? One o'clock in the morning right now? Yeah, it's one thirty in the morning right now. So what happened during the storm? There was a storm that was supposed to pass by. Yeah, what apparently category, it, it was the
2: like strongest it? storm that hit the earth ever.
1: <laughs> what?
2: Yeah, because the speeds were, <laughs> were up to 318 miles per hour, something like that.
0: H- holy smokes, that is fast. Is your house okay, like where you're staying? Yeah, we're, we're okay.
2: Um, It's more of a, the provinces in the south. And it was weird because as the storm was approaching, it picked up speed. But since it picked up speed, it left the country way sooner than expected. So... We're thankful for that but with the the places it did hit it got hit pretty hard
1: that's crazy and that is crazy you know, just a little background Chelsea the the Philippines is very known like especially the metro area it's it's very easy for that area to flood
0: mm-hmm.
1: like like just a light drizzling will be flooded really <laughs> it's yeah it's uh I used to go to a, a university in Manila that is notorious for the floods oh yeah so it's like you can you can never get through your entire college life without experiencing one or i'd say at least two uh incidents wherein you're you're wading through um waist deep water on your way home it's crazy
0: is that because the drainage system isn't like good or
2: and it's also it's a mixture
1: it's a it's old, old it's okay. small and it's kind of clogged i'm mm-hmm. gonna say kind of clogged it is clogged. it is clogged so yeah <laughs> it's just not really good maintenance but that was like back then that was a long time ago when i was in college and i don't know if it still happens today. it still happens today. Still today dj oh great that's that's how i broke my dad's car did i tell you oh.
0: that story no i've not heard that one <laughs>
1: My dad drove, like, a fancy car. It wasn't a fancy car. It was a Mitsubishi. So Mitsubishis in the United States are kind of like... They're basically next to Daewoo's. Actually, you've never heard of Daewoo's, but they're, like... Yeah, they're, they're, they're almost gone. Essentially, no one buys Mitsubishis anywhere. But back then, back in their heyday, they were very, very popular in Asia. And they mm-hmm. were actually one of the more, I'd say, prestigious mm-hmm. um, Asian brands. And so my dad drove a... Um, a Galant. Yeah. Oh, forgot what? Galant. Yeah, yeah. It's a, it's, it's a nice car. It was like very fast, and it was like, like fully loaded, like super, super, um, high tech for that mm-hmm. time. And I was like, Dad, can I take your car? Because I was gonna, I'm gonna go to school. And he's like, Yeah, go ahead. And then, uh, I was the last class that I had was I think from 7 p.m. to nine, and then it started raining. This was like around seven. And I said, okay, great. It's going to rain and I know I'm going to get stuck here. So I said, I just booked it. I said, you know, I'm, I'm just going to skip this class. I'm going to go home. Sure enough, as soon as I leave the parking lot, I was stuck outside, like oh, no. right in front of the university for almost two hours. Oh, the no. traffic was that bad. And so I saw the water rising outside. Like it felt like I was in a submarine Nightmare. because I was inside the car. I was inside the car and my my feet my it was almost it was up to my shin basically my feet and the pedals were underwater and I was it was very um claustrophobic
0: did you just sit in there
1: yeah because there's nothing that I could do and I couldn't leave my dad's car you know (laughs) know what I mean so
0: I'm like yeah
1: (laughs) great and then so I think after four hours I managed to to nurse the car home but that was the last time that car worked Oh man! Yeah. then as like you
0: that. got home. How did you get out of the water, though?
1: It eventually just cleared. I mean, people were helping each other. They they were pushing cars, okay. you know, out of the flood. That's good. But then after you get through that flood, you you eventually encounter another flooded area, and so you have to go through that again. But um, people are very helpful there. Generally very helpful. And um, by the time I got home, the car was just like it was like stuttering. And then the brakes weren't work- working anymore, and I'm like, "Oh crap!" So I had to park it, actually, probably like I'm um, two miles away from the house, and then I just walked all the way home. It was this was like what I don't know two one o'clock in, in the morning or something oh. like that, and then um oh, yeah, not not fun, but it was an experience though. And what sucks is that I still had to go back to school the next day at like six o'clock in the morning. <laughs>
0: like great. That sounds about right. Yeah. Yeah, yeah and then
1: my friend. Right my, of
0: passage. My,
1: yeah, I, you know, it is a rite of passage. And then my friends who who decided to stay, because I cause remember I left early because I didn't want to get stuck in the flood. Okay. The people, my friends, who decided to stay for the class, you know, by the time the class was over, they're like, no, it's not even flooded. <laughs> so oh, I basically, Michael. yeah, yeah, I just yeah, I broke my dad's car. But so moral
2: of the story is, <laughs> sorry, sorry, don't don't skip class. Don't
0: exactly, skip class, kids. stay in school.
1: <laughs> so Chelsea. Okay. DJ is... I have really, really good memories with DJ. Um, when when I was a kid, I always used, used to play video games, like a lot. And I remember... I'm going to share one of the stories that still haunts me to this day. Like, I feel really, really guilty for this. And DJ knows it. I've said this so many times, but I just can't shake shake that feeling to this day. I still can't forget about it. He's laughing right now. He's a grown-ass man, but it's <laughs> he's like... He's, every time he was maybe... I don't know, this was like early 90s. What year were you born? Three. DJ? Was it 93? Yeah. So this was like around 95, probably 96. Um, He was a young kid. And then... um, Oh, wait, no, no, you were three. No, it's definitely like after. So probably like 98, 99. And I I would always play with the PlayStation, I think, or one of those consoles. And every time... I'm playing DJ would always walk up to me and be like Tito Tito means uncle in Tagalog. Tito, can I play with you? And I said, sure. And I would give him a controller that's not even connected. And then, and then he's like, he's like, Oh, it's not, you know, I I see him, like he's looking at the screen, really trying, trying really hard to to understand what's going on. And I'm just like, "Uh, you know, I can't be bothered. I'm playing this (laughs) video game. And for other, other days, He'd be like, Dieter, um, can I play with you? I'm like, sure. And I'll give him the controller, and I'm, I'll just leave. So every single time, Chelsea, I would not play with him. You're the and worst. I'm the worst, I swear. And like a few years later, we moved here. And so that's one of those feelings that I could not shake up. I, I I told him, I said, if I could go back in time, I would play with you every day. You know <laughs> oh. what I mean? Like it's just that yeah. guilty feeling. Yeah. yeah. So I'm like, man, that sucks. I'm a, I was a bad no, but, but oh, thanks God for now. Like
2: season. we yeah. have, we have like the internet. We can, we can play right now if you want. <laughs>
1: yeah. yeah, no, let's go. Let, you know what? Screw this episode. Let's go play right now.
0: <laughs> That's good. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Bye. Bye.
1: bye Chelsea.
0: <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. Yeah. I have those same type of like memories that I can't shake about my brother, my middle brother, who's six years younger than me. He always wanted to come in my room and I would never let him. Cause I was a girl, he was a boy and we were six years apart and it was just that, you know, I didn't want ha- I didn't want anything to do with him. And yeah, then yeah. when I got older and started to realize like, God, I was such an asshole. He was starting <laughs> to get older and didn't want to have anything to do with me. And now that we're both like, I'm 30, he's 24, I think like, I feel like I'm trying to make up that time that I was yeah. mean to him, like by trying to like hug him and love him. and like, come to my house, like come hang out with us. And he's just like, mm-hmm. no. So, you know, I'm like, Oh no.
1: It's, it's those lessons that you only learn when you grow up. Right. Like yeah. when you get older and it sucks. Like I don't have any regrets in life, mm-hmm. nothing except for like those instances where yeah. I'm like, I Same. wish I paid more attention. I wish I, you know, I spent more time and, I'm glad because DJ's uh, siblings, like he has two sisters Mm -hmm. and um, he's uh, the middle child. They're very, they're very close. Like all all three of them, they're super, super close. And it's always makes me happy to see that they grew up like that, you know? Um, And it's just one of those things that I feel like if you have a, you know, I don't know, some, I get it. Like the sibling uh, annoyances, irritation Mm -hmm. or whatever it is, like it's, it's normal, right? Mm -hmm. But you're going to, you're going to look for that when you grow up, when you, when yeah. you get older and, you know, spend, spend time with, with the people that, that are closest to you, I think. Uh, yeah. And don't take that for granted. So Absolutely. I'm happy that DJ's, DJ's, uh, siblings are, are, are not like me. That's good. <laughs> so, uh, his, uh, younger sister is also named Chelsea. That's the Chelsea that I said that I knew.
0: Oh, okay. Yeah. How does she spell it?
1: E A. E A. yeah. EA. Yeah yeah Mm -hmm. okay and she is what does she do now
2: she's an interior designer she's a licensed interior designer but she works for a pr agency
0: okay is she in manila in the philippines yes
2: only our older sister is in the states she's in philadelphia
0: okay Mm -hmm. awesome that is so cool
1: she's a very uh strong um how would you describe jordan DJ.
2: Well, she's a jurist doctor. Let's just keep it at that. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. So that's she's awesome. A, she, Go her. So,
1: um, I know they're they're very um, these these kids are it's weird calling them kids because they're not kids anymore, but um, they're very talented and very passionate with the things that they do. So I really yeah. really admire that. In that's them. Awesome. So DJ, I, I'm just curious. You being in fashion photography, and you know you you usually deal with a lot of these real life situations, right and Like unlike and me and Chelsea we're just browsing the internet. But, um, you're, I imagine your work days and your your typical days to be always busy and doing stuff. Um, what do you feel about you know the the change in just like this whole content creation space? like people are just going online now. people are just posting pictures, they're not we're not even um, so much like, like too concerned about um, maybe that's just me. But because uh, I was just talking to, to my brother yesterday, yeah. but we feel like megapixels and cameras, for example, don't even matter anymore because people are just posting on Instagram. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? When you post it on Instagram, it only used to matter when you would, you, when you have a gallery, for example, or mm-hmm. you have it on, you're printing it or you have billboards and stuff. But now for fashion, DJ, do you think it's going to move in that direction eventually? Well, what, are, what are your thoughts on that?
2: Especially here in Manila, because most of the, most if not all of the publications that are print are already closed down. So almost all the magazines here are all pure digital. But um, it's funny that you mentioned that because my girlfriend recently bought a phone and her phone had like 108 megapixel or something like that. And I'm like, "What?
0: Oh my god. What, what do you
2: need that for?" I mean, I just I just sell all my cameras and buy your phone instead.
1: <laughs> I know. Chelsea, sell your R5 now.
0: Right? It's only 45 megapixels.
1: Yeah, the camera I was using um
2: prior to this one was I think at 32.
1: What camera are you using right
0: now? Yeah, what camera?
2: Um I'm using um actually it's it's, it's funny because people might think it's an arrogant thing, but it just so happy that i had my camera and then my girlfriend has her own camera also and then the office has a camera that they allow me to use so my camera is a d800 that i only have one lens on which is a 50 1.4 and then my girlfriend's camera i use for my wides because she has a canon um 5d mark II, and she has a 1635 on that so it's a really good lens for me but the office camera is a a7 that has a 2470 on it so it really depends on what lens I need to use. <laughs> what lens? Yeah.
1: That's actually a really good that's actually a really good example. Like yeah. this, this proves that it's not it's, it's not, not the, the brand. brand. It's not yeah, it's not
0: it's the not camera. It's not the equipment. It's, it's the yeah, photographer. It's,
2: to me as long, as, long as the is, as then. long as the file can be read read on Lightroom, I'm okay.
1: <laughs> can you imagine those switching from Canon to Sony and I'm like I'm just like fumbling everywhere. I'm like, you know what, forget this.
0: I know <laughs> I, don't I shoot know. anymore. I know a lot of wedding photographers use um, they'll have two cameras like hanging Mm -hmm. off of them with and it's typically the same camera. One is probably has a 24 to 70 and one has a 16 to 35 and that I could understand like but or probably could manage like just switching back and forth with the same camera. But I mean, I give you props. (laughs) I give you props for shooting three different brands of camera because I would be like. Oh
2: my God! Where are the buttons? I'm so panicky <laughs> yeah. right now. Actually, I, I'm so happy that the the, the Sony, because to me, what's important is me knowing where my shutter speed is and where my aperture um, toggle is. And right now, since most mm. of the cameras are like the mirrorless ones and the DSLR ones, most of them have your thumb for the shutter speed and your index finger for your aperture, right? So to me, the familiarity in that is 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 okay. I mean, it's it's what it's, 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 good, enough. Enough. it's good enough. Yeah, it's good enough. <laughs> But let's say if it's an ISO thing, that's when I go like, okay, ISO button, where are you? What do I press? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. and if
1: and if you're using a Sony, it's gonna take you like five minutes to find out. Because Sony is the worst. The worst menu That's system funny. in the world. Seriously, it's it's easier to use like my old car's navigation system than menus. Menu. That's I mean so Sony's funny. menu system. It's it's hilariously bad. So
0: the ISO is one of the reasons that I switched to um, Canon's R system and their RF lenses because they have that third. Um, I don't even know what they call it. That third ring on the lens where you can set it to change the ISO, and really so. Yeah, so I have you know aperture and shutter up here, and then I have ISO down here on the lens, and it's it's spot on for me. It's perfect. Yeah, you won't
2: even have to look away from your camera. You just you're just moving all these
0: things around. It's, and it's it's mirrorless, so everything is live in the The, peak the hole viewfinder. Or yeah, the viewfinder. Yeah. So, yeah, that's cool. That's why I have the, love. I have love the little Canon.
1: thumb things for for the ISO. So it's okay. like my my pointy fingers for the the sh- uh, the aperture and the thumb is for the uh, for the shutter speed and then like right below there's like another ring for okay. for the ISO. Look at gotcha. us. We're talking about cameras, such geeks. <laughs> like we know nerds. we're talking
0: about nerds. Hey, <laughs> nerds. it's cool to be a nerd. So we are all cool.
1: It is cool to be a nerd. We're nerds here, so that's awesome. You do you. Um, right. True. How's yeah. how's your um uh, what are your your plans for your social, DJ? Are you, um, or are you just too busy with your real job? No, actually, it's, it's really funny
2: that you brought this up because I was never really the type to curate my feed. Like, um, so I have, a, I have a friend, I have a really close friend who now lives in Bahrain, and he's a fashion photographer as well. And we were the two, how do you say this? Because when we entered into photography, we, we weren't the same age as our, as our classmates. We were one of the older ones. So we were always referred to as Kuya, our older brother. So, um, it was really the two of us who really stuck, stuck together for the longest time. So everybody was like, um, super anal about what they're going to post on their, on their socials. It's like, it's going to ruin my feed. It's gonna, you know, it's gonna, it's not going to link up or whatever. And the two of us were just really like, we don't care. We're just going to post whatever we feel like posting. But recently, especially now that everybody's just at home and, and scrolling through their phones, I've been seeing the the difference is when i put an extra you know effort into making it all you know like jive together properly so yeah. to answer your question i i haven't been posting that much like i only post when i when i feel like it but whenever i do i kind of have a a short um, checklist of things that i want to tick off before i post it so, like do i think like it's too it's too fashion forward do i feel like it's too experimental do I feel like it's gonna be received well? But eventually, it's just like, do I like it? So I guess my to answer your question, my my likeness of the photo changed com- now compared to before. Because before, I, I I think I don't have a checklist. I didn't have a checklist, but now I do. So um, I've been trying to put an extra effort in my socials, and you know, people are saying try to post at least once a week or twice a week, and then when you get mm-hmm. over that hump, try to post maybe thrice or four times a week. And until you're used to posting every day but I, I just i'm just not really that type of person who really you know who always wants to be it's weird because i'm an extrovert like in real life but in my socials i just really don't care <laughs> so
1: i no i think that's a, that's a good thing because i yeah. feel like a lot of people po- force themselves to post just for the sake of posting and you know we know this like oh so you can get more likes but dj doesn't have the goal of growing his social in that way, right? So, yeah. and he's too busy re- living real life. Real and think, things. Yeah. He's doing
0: real things.
1: <laughs> that's a, that's a, it's a different story for him. So yeah. I admire that actually. So I think I think you're good. Do do you post, I love what you just said that yeah, you post what you like and yeah. ultimately people will see that and they will relate to that. And it's not about, I mean, the worst thing that you can do, right, is um, on social is... To, to post what's, you know, what's trending, what people like, because you all eventually end up looking like each other. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: And that's so so Michael. I mean, I know Michael and I are trying to get away from that too, with like the brands and things that we accept. Yeah. So
1: yeah, exactly. So um, yeah, that's uh, what would you say though, to like people who want to get into fashion photography? What would be your best advice if you could give one, uh, maybe one or two?
2: So one is really um, knowing what, what you want, like knowing the type of photos you want to take, knowing the type um, the brands that you look up to, knowing the photographers you look up to. Because um, you meet a lot of people who, who would say that, oh, don't follow this photographer. His style is very whatever. Or follow this guy because his style is very whatever. You know what I mean? So to me, don't get swayed by what people... Tell you that is nice. Don't get swayed by um, by those type of people. But also, um, when it comes to fashion, it's really like you really need to have a. There's a lot of PR involved in it. Like you have to be sociable. You have to, you know, it's it's really like connecting to the right people also and finding out mm-hmm. how you can help someone, how you can find a solution for someone. Because to me, that's a, that's a big that's a big thing. When you meet someone, you you real you find out what what they need photos for. And then you can sell yourself for that need. So, yeah, it's it's really just understanding, really yourself, understanding what you want to do and giving yourself limits of how far you want to go. And also giving yourself a goal of how far you want to reach it.
1: Spoken like a true creative. I know. I was thinking I that. It. I was
0: like, man, this guy has some great insight. Yeah, and he does. And hearing you talk about the Philippines and Manila and the things that you do and you're doing a real job, like I want to. To go over there and i went to visit come on over dude i so, you're gonna love it hopefully i will be able to when we can travel because i love traveling it's one of my most favorite things that to do and especially now knowing you guys over there in the philippines yeah. i would love to come over
1: yeah i, I mean, promise you this chelsea if you do they will take care of you we will yeah. we, to we will the point where you're like yeah like am i am i like royalty here
0: No, <laughs> <laughs> oh, no don't do that <laughs> Just just take me in and show me where all the good spots to eat. I love to eat and yeah, I love, be prepared to, and eat I love a to take photos, obviously.
2: Just a lot of food. Oh my God.
1: Chelsea, the last time we went home, mm-hmm. it's like two o'clock in the morning. Let's go and get something to eat. I'm like, for God's sakes. The last I have to go time I'm Yeah, I think the last time I was so damn tired that mm-hmm. I nearly fell asleep while eating. And my sister's like, <laughs> Do you like the food? And I'm like, Yes, but I'm like half That's snoring okay. her. Yeah. <laughs>
0: It's so That's good. Awesome. It's awesome.
1: <laughs> um, DJ, I think I have a one last question for you. And this is more of like a little creative, you know, type of thing. And um, basically my question is, if you were to have dinner with anyone else, with anyone in the world that you could think of, who would it be?
2: Alive or can they?
0: Pa- past or present. They past could be present. alive or deceased.
2: <laughs> Probably Helmut Newton. Who's that? Yeah, I don't know who that is. Hel- Helmut <laughs> Newton is, he's a hes a fashion photographer, but he's also a portrait photographer. So if you guys remember this one photo of a girl wearing a black dress with an elephant, it's a really, really, really old photo. Um, that's him. I
0: think so. Yeah, I think I've heard of that.
2: Yeah, so he's, he's a really, Why is that? It's because, um, I think it's because he links both of my likes for photojournalism and for fashion photography but in a way that his photojournalistic photos are more of portraits.
1: Oh, I, I'm looking up his stuff right now. They are very nice. They're very classy.
2: Because there's, there's this one quote my, my friend said, that um, the same friend from Bahrain, he said, I'm, I'm trying to create photos that are lasting, that no matter what part of my lifetime you look at them, they're not trendy, they're not stylish to a certain era, they're just all lasting photos. And I feel like all of Helmut Newton's photos are are the same; they're all lasting photos.
1: Yeah, yeah. These photos definitely do not look like they are. You know, like they will age well. You know what I mean? Like they will stand the test of time. I think beautiful. And does he only take photos in black and white?
2: Um, I think it's because of uh, the of the time period he was alive. I think most of his photos are all in black and
1: white. Black and white. Yeah, he died in two thousand and four. I see. I'm like look- It's funny cuz I'm like super interested right now. I'm just like look- looking at his photos. But a close
2: second cool. would probably be Annie Leibovitz. Cuz she's just super bad. Oh, I
1: love that girl. Like that. um what was she? I think she had a Have you seen those like the, those ads on Facebook or something? Her masterclass. Yeah.
0: Oh, yes. I want I to do a masterclass so bad. I don't know why, but I it, just it just
1: so cool, right? Right?
0: It seems yeah. so interesting.
1: I think sure. she's also the one that said during an interview that she said that she's not even familiar with any of the cameras. Mm-hmm. She's like, just give me a camera. Yep. And you're like, I don't know what the, the features are or whatever. And that's what I love about That's her.
0: what I, I want to be that way because I'm so like immersed and obsessed probably with Canon. Like I feel like I'm also harming myself, not branching out and, you know, trying other things or trying other cameras, but I'm set in my ways also, so that's probably not going to happen.
2: <laughs> the day that John Lennon died was the day she took the photo of John Lennon naked hugging Yoko Ono.
1: Oh, no way. That
2: was the, that same, was, day. the same day he died, yeah. So it's, it's really it's it? really weird because she's taken so many photos of very significant people, and it always ties up to a very significant time of their life. So that's really just mind boggling to me how she's always in the right place at the right time
1: yeah i probably wouldn't want to be <laughs> yeah, it might be me. the last photo of you ever <laughs> <laughs> yeah keep that Although in I'd mind i'd be honored <laughs> I'd be honored. but like uh, yeah no no thanks somebody's <laughs> gonna
2: call you like michael um annie liebowitz wants to take your photo um i'm i think i'm busy that day <laughs>
1: <laughs> i'm, you know, I'm, I'm gotta, recording you know, a podcast
0: <laughs> i have to wash my hair gonna you know we're gonna we're gonna go back to the 1950s it's gonna take a real long time okay
1: yeah i have to uh, paint my dog <laughs> <laughs> i have to do have something to paint
0: my dog, my dog.
1: <laughs> <laughs> well dj we had so much fun yeah. yes and, me too and i know I've, I've said this a lot before but i miss you guys so much i wish i was there i wish i was i could be with you and and my dad and my sisters and you know you're my my nephews, my, my nie- yeah nephews and nieces. So um, hopefully soon. Hopefully, hopefully soon, soon, yeah. We were kind of hoping that we would have like a little, yeah, like a little uh, family gathering this year. But ugh. hopefully, <laughs> hopefully come. next year, yeah. Hopefully next year. But um, please tell everyone where they can find you if you're fairly active on social or anything, even a website or whatever it is. Get, uh, please share. Yeah,
2: so it's um, at DJ Magbanua. That's D-J-M-A-G-B-A-N-U-A on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter.
1: Oh, sweet. Awesome. Can people ask you, for example, if people are have questions regarding fashion photography? Yes, by all means, just model, shoot
2: away. Like all, all my knowledge is free and I'm game to share everything. Cause you know, we're all here to help people grow. Like, I don't think all that should be, you know, kept aside for personal gain. There
1: I, love, you go. That.
0: I yeah. love that. Michael and I are all about that too. Mm-hmm. We're trying to, to break that mold of, you know, that it's the chef's secret, it's secret in the sauce or whatever. We're really trying to break away from that and give all the knowledge that we have to others so they can do the same as us. So exactly. I love that you think the same.
1: Yeah. He's awesome. Thank you. Thank He's you. Awesome. You guys are it's awesome. It's in the
0: jeans. It's in the jeans. Yay. should be a shirt. It's in the it jeans. It should. It should. Well, thank well, you again so much. Thank DJ. you guys for having yeah, me. I had guys. so much fun. You're always welcome back. And always welcome back. I'm coming to the Philippines. Yes. I've we're waiting for you. We already home. have a room
2: reserved for you, Chelsea.
0: Awesome. <laughs> as soon as I can travel, I will be there.
2: <laughs> yes. <laughs>
0: Thank you guys so much for hanging out with us. And if you're listening on Apple Podcasts, don't forget to rate and subscribe and leave us a review. Michael and I love to read them because, you know, we don't have real jobs and it gives (laughs) us something to do. Um, Also, thank you guys so much for hanging out with your favorite coffee and pizza crew. Until next time, this is Chelsea.
1: And this is Michael.
0: Signing off. Bye. Bye.